five seven Nakimakuros. How about How about you, Diana? Uh, my New Year's resolution is to, well, to not especially have New Year's resolutions, but uh, to go hiking more and do some, you know, forest bathing, that sort of thing. Uh, my lone and solitary New Year's resolution is to finish watching Samurai Flamenco, a show that I have seen 18 of 22 episodes of two years ago, and have been putting off watching <laughs> the final four. Samurai Flamenco? I know! It's like it has to, it requires gathering all four of my friends because we all watched it together. So it's like one of those where mm. I can just finish it on my own or I could and then you should and then, and then just pretend and then pretend that, that I haven't the, the yep. I feel like that's like a really strong energy for our generation. That's, that's some good 2020 energy right there. That, that's what it is. <laughs> that show is such a ride. It's amazing. Oh my god, like that it's so good. <laughs> it's it's something else. Just like the fact that it goes from like Japanese kickass to like just being tokusatsu to tokusatsu <laughs> is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. It's like it's completely indescribable." And I'm glad that that's, like, the last thing that that studio did before they fucking got set on fire. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, really you know, sad about that, to be honest. Yeah, like, <laughs> our final show is going to be something that has, like, no audience appeal whatsoever, but it will be ours. <laughs> it, it will be glorious, <laughs> and it will be legendary. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, what a Trojan horse of a show. <laughs> um... So yeah. it's it's 2020, guys. We're, we're we're finally living in a decade that we can finally like call a word because we had the aughts, which doesn't really work, and nobody was really <laughs> going to the to the teens, but the twenties. Yeah, finally. I call... I can't. I'm so happy. I'm ready for the fringe. I'm ready for the Charleston. <laughs> I'm ready for um the government poisoning alcohol again. Um, yeah. All of that. Uh, I just want it here now. It is I here. It is now. I love it. I can't wait to uh, die horribly in an old-fashioned automobile accident. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I. I just remember. Okay. So. Um. So Akira is is like set in 2020. <laughs> Are we ready for the blue children? Yes. I'm ready for. That. I will be a blue children. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's because you have that terrible blue children disease. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. But yeah, uh, so uh, I guess I'll... What do you guys do for New Year's? Anything good? Or in the last New Year's week, the, the strange not-Christmas uh, inter-Christmas period? Saw cats. Became a friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so aside from- I also live in a post-cats world. Yeah. I feel like that was the big- I feel like that was the best thing to end the decade on, was seeing cats on New Year's Eve 2019. Just mm. to remind myself of what a, what a trash decade. <laughs> <laughs> we, where the, it's the decade that- it's definitely- the last decade was definitely the decade where humans discovered the most incredible technologies that we've ever had access to, and we used it to make cats- yeah it's and, like oh and like you yeah know, 
got to Caleb, use. you didn't see cats. Your eyes were not um were not touched by the the plague. Your that eyes is were not cats. touched to no, but there's been a Twitter feed, uh Twitter uh a tweet, a Twitter tweet. Yes, a Twitter tweet. Uh basically like with the like clip of uh of um God, what's her name? Uh the Lars Lady Cat. Uh, what's oh, her Rebel Wilson. Oh, uh, Rebel Wilson's Rebel, character. Rebel Rebel She's Wilson a Gumby cat. cat. Not only eating cockroaches with human faces, uh, but also taking off her fur to oh, yeah. a costume under her fur. I literally screamed in the theater as long as my friend did, and um, and then John also like stifled a scream when that <laughs> happened. Like, <laughs> like I could not believe that. I didn't want to believe it. It. it there were many times in the movie when I was like, this is when I should walk out if I were a person who walked out of films that I paid money for. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't, I really, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I honestly, that was all I needed to see to, to know that, man, I should just go watch Parasite again. What up? See, that's a good film. I'm, yes. I'm guessing. Um, it is. Well, it's, actually, no. Any film that is not Cats 2019 is a good film. <laughs> well, I have. Yeah, actually, can I? It set. It yeah. definitely set the standard for. It set the standard for movies that just feel like you're being assaulted actively mm -hmm. through the whole mm -hmm. duration of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like the director hates you and he wants you to know it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sometimes when I see bad movies, it's like, oh, they really were trying their best. This is the best they could do. This is like, no, let's get another cat crotch in this shot, please. And then Jennifer Hudson like, shows up and delivers one of the best performances of her career in one of the, yeah. in the worst thing that she'll ever be in. <laughs> I know. And it's like, wow. It's like like I I almost started to cry, but then I like Remember saw the cat makeup cats. again in the fur and in her whiskers, and that really took me out of it. Like, yeah, like yeah, that's, Jennifer... that's how bad the movie is. That the best song of of I think maybe any Broadway show in the last like fifty to seventy years literally cannot overcome how bad the whiskers in the fur is like that uh can i have like two minutes for a diatribe here oh, absolutely. okay so yeah so sure. the okay so i listened to i worked uh like the day after i think i i saw cats and i listened to the original broadway cast and so it's like of course you you can't see any of the action that's going on anything like that but the the tone of the musical is that it is either like a toddler who makes up all these fun cats and is like, well, obviously this is how the cat society works and there's a ball today and it's the ball for the Jellicle cats and they get reincarnated, I guess. Or it's like a crazy drug-addled Andrew Lloyd Webber uh, reads T.S. Eliot and is like, yeah, I'm going to make a good musical of this, I guess. And then he did. But okay, so it's like fun and really not, it doesn't have a plot. This movie, they added like a pinch of a plot and they should have added it a lot or absolutely. 
absolutely 100% less sexual energy. And like, like all the cats look like they're on waiting for Judy Dench in whatever that main character cat, uh, the audience insert cat. I was waiting for them to make out or something. And in like once in a while, no, at some point they they nuzzled and that was worse than them make. And I don't know why, but ugh. oh, when the movie ended, also I just laughed. Like, like I don't think I've ever laughed that much at a at a movie. It's not a comedy either. All the funny bits too were just like, like, like fat people jokes and cat puns, and they weren't good cat puns either. All right, I have to stop now because I've gotten very worked up. Okay, I just have Please one question. Please take this to ask away you. from cats. I do have one question to ask you about cats. Okay. What is a jellical cat? I, I don't understand. What a jellical cat can, and a jellical can, cat uh, does, and um, they are, and they do, and they they <laughs> prance and they. What? And they spew. I don't. I don't understand. I actually got visibly angry Look. because they kept saying the word Jellicle over and over again for the first 20 minutes of the movie. And I didn't understand what it was, even though it was kind of being defined to me. But every time they said mm -hmm. Jell every time they said Jellicle, a Jellicle cat, it was I, I just found myself getting a little frustrated. I don't know why. It was like it was a primal. <laughs> it was primal. No, they can dive through the air like a flying trapeze. They can turn double somersaults, bounce on a tire. They can run, run up the wall. They can swing through the trees. They can balance on bars. They can walk on wire. Jellicle cats can, and jellicles do. And jellicle songs for jellicle cats. That's, yep. Uh, can I am in more than one key? No. I'm pretty sure only two of them throat singers can do that. And they are not... Oh, they're queens. They're they're queen of the night. Oh, my God. oh no, this is bad. Yeah, These lyrics. I'm already, I'm already in like hell from like you just describing them. Like my brain is in hell. They're actually like classical demons from like Dante's Inferno. Like, I'm pretty on... sure that is correct. <laughs> That's really what it felt like. Is they Did just you... like keep writhing in circles and like saying mm -hmm. things that you don't understand. And then they keep going until you go into complete madness. It actually felt like being in hell. No, yeah, this is this was um yeah. Hell is um is yes, it's cats twenty nineteen. <laughs> no, it seriously it changed my it changed my like perception of time for the whole week afterwards, like that I saw. It really did. <laughs> Because like oh. I remember, okay, you sent me some some terrible video of of uh uh what do you the on Christmas Day, of some terrible anime weeaboo girlfriend thing, and I didn't like it, but I watched the whole thing because I was like, yes, oh, it's only like a few minutes long, right? And then I saw the length of the video, and it was like four and a half minutes. And I'm like, how, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like, I tolerated that much of it without real. I live in a post-cats world. <laughs> okay. God is I... dead. 
Art is dead. Movies are are gone. Movies are over. <laughs> it's true. I feel like you just I feel like in a in a, in a year where Disney had 80% of the box office gross, and one of the only non-Disney movies is Cats, it really does feel like just movies are over. The medium solved. Yep. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like, all right, we made all of them. Yep, we, we, we made all of the movies. And, uh, <sighs> and uh, yeah, apparently all of them. Oh, yeah, and, no and, and okay, the stupid cat that they, they reincarnate <laughs> at the end or whatever, they just, they send her off to, to the sky, yeah, and the she disappears, and... Yeah. Yeah, and okay, that's, she's dead now. That's what it meant to be a jellical cat, like a, the jellical queen or whatever the hell they were trying to crown. They sent the cat up to God to fight God. I think, yeah, and God God isn't there anymore because he left. God, it's like... No, okay, this God. is an anime cats podcast, right? This is an anime podcast, right? Please, can we talk about the good animes? You know, cats had a yeah. lot. Cats had a lot of similarities to that movie Nine about the little sack boys in a postal. Uh, I didn't see that movie. That was uh, that was an interesting CGI movie about a bunch of miserable creatures dancing in circles uh, mm. in a, in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know what? I I think that's actually the closest movie I've ever seen to cats was Nine. <laughs> it was just depressing. I, okay, I think maybe I can't watch it. Then. You shouldn't. <laughs> You shouldn't, because I also feel kind of nauseous after seeing Nine, the similar way that they see cats. I feel like for our collective sanity, we should probably stop talking about cats. Did you watch anything else, Diana? Yes, I did. I watched, I mean, Little Women. That's a movie. It's not anime. Although I bet it would make a real good anime. (laughs) Um... They made the um, Anne, of, Anne of Green Gables anime a, a long time ago. It used oh, to make that's a lot so of, good. Like, it used to make a lot of, like, uh, classical, like, English and, like, American stories in, like, anime back in the uh, 70s or, and 80s. You had, like, like, a series devoted to it. I think it was called, like, a, I don't know. It, it was, like, a classic series where they'd adapt, like, a, uh, uh, a... Uh, a famous novel into like a season of anime uh and i think nausicaa actually came from that or was kind of oh. like the end of that uh, that's very fun or not nausicaa uh, nadia. Uh, nadia 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 blue water yes because that's based upon uh 30, leagues under the sea but it's different but there's a Anne of green gables anime I think and there's mm. even a lay miz anime oh my god oh that is an anime that's who jack is star in it <laughs> Uh, no, I think it's literally called <laughs> Les Mis, uh, Shoujo Coset. <laughs> Les Mis Desu. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Grand- Anna Green Gables, I think, was the very first movie that Miyazaki worked on. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty really? sure that's true. I need to Like, know back that. when he was young. Uh... Yeah, I think yeah, that's... I think that Miyazaki at least worked on one of those, uh, and there wasn't a movie; it was like a TV series. I think we had, we had End of Green Gables in like a fifty-two episode show. Let's see. That's fun. <laughs> he worked on what did he work on? He worked on Gulliver's Travels Beyond the Moon. Yeah, early films. He. Uh... Alibaba and the Forty Thieves. That's fun. Oh, I didn't know Castle in the Sky was Ghibli's first movie. I thought. Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. He left um, Nippon thought, Animation uh, when they were producing Anne of Green Gables. 
I thought it was uh, Castle of I thought Castle of Cagliostro was his first movie. Let's that's see. what the that's what it says. Yeah, on, Cagliostro on was the being Wikipedia like article. 79, 78, so that would make Apparently sense. He did, that movie. Uh, he did in between animation on a movie called Doggy March. Is this first movie? That's no, it's too much like cats. I don't like it. He also worked on a Sherlock. I'm pretty sure he also worked on a show called Sherlock Bones, which is you know. Sherlock... <laughs> is that Doggy March? <laughs> yeah, no, it's Sherlock. It might actually be oh, Doggy Sherlock March. Hound. Actually, that's Sherlock Hound. Dir- Sherlock Hound. Directed yes. a, directed six episodes <laughs> in a TV series, Sherlock Hound, <laughs> and then right on to Nadia, where he was a writer. I actually didn't know he was a writer on Nadia. That's crazy. I think he was like original concept or something like that. And, like Otto and the rest of his team ended yeah, up yeah. Uh, like making. Or did Otto work on that? I don't yeah, know. I know. Uh, I... Uh, Nadia was Otto's first thing, maybe. No, Gun... well, I know Gun... not really. Because uh, he directed uh, Gunbuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then he immediately went from Gunbuster to this, I think, is the lore. Do we want to talk yes. about Otto? <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. We can talk about Anna later. We we haven't done our all of yeah, our. Yeah, we didn't yet. say what we actually hid. Um, what we actually watched. I I started to watch Haikyuu. Oh boy! Oh, that's the good. Volleyball one, yeah. Yeah, I love Which, Haikyuu. And oh oh, I watched um, Initial D. Oh really? And, <laughs> and then immediately afterwards, immediately afterwards, I watched Redline. <gasps> which is the second time I've seen Redline. Yeah. But I think I like. I must have like fallen asleep at at the end of the first time I watched it because I was like I don't remember any of this. <laughs> when you when you when you <laughs> which is like the... how do you fall asleep during that movie? When you spy when you skip the car across the lake and he spins really fast. Just <laughs> 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 like that was the I remember the, the the when I first saw Red Line that was the scene where my soul left my body. I was like okay this is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! There's, there's a lot of parts of that movie where it's like that. This is very good, very very good. I yeah. I mean I like racing movies because in my heart I'm I'm like okay I'm a very very anxious human being and very risk averse in real life, but I absolutely love driving my car very fast on like New Englandy back roads, and like ugh, racing like. I I hate the culture that goes along with racing films like Fast and the Furious, but um, but I I do get excited by cars go fast zoom, and I I wish I could do that. <laughs> so I I mean I like I like the racing anime. That's I love that actually. I would say. Yes, racing anime is good. Uh, did mm-hmm. did you uh? Uh, did you want me to go first, or Breeze, you want to go first? No, you can go first, Caleb. Okay, so I finished Carol on Tuesday. Yay, oh, I also did that. Good. <laughs> oh my god, what an amazing show. I, I think it might, like, it's, I feel like it's, like, the first, like, truly great, uh, anime, uh, the Watanabe is directed in, like, a while. Uh, I don't know, I, Probably I really true. liked... I really liked um uh God what's uh what's uh, uh, Space Dandy. Oh yeah, Space but I don't Dandy. think it. But, uh, but I don't think it's like at the same caliber as like uh Shampoo or Bebop. Yeah, Space Dandy is like a, just an animation exhibition. <laughs> I think that, that that's yeah. like my general thing of Space Dandy is like I don't think I think Watanabe was just like asleep at the wheel for that whole show, 
and he just let all the other all the other like army of triple a class creatives like just like just do their thing and he's like all right good job everyone yeah um oh my god the fact that like carol and tuesday becomes like this story about like uh about like basically like trying to become an organic like musician in like a world where like everything is done like via like ai and technology uh to like basically a, a, a whole like uh show about how music affects politics uh and how like music uh gives voice to the voiceless is like so interesting and like oh my god like differences in music and the amount of music that's in the show i think that this might be watanabe's like best soundtrack Oh yeah, absolutely. Possibly. Yeah, no, the, the the music in Carol and Tuesday was like was insane. It was like there's a lot of effort put into it because there's like almost like there's at least like one or two new songs every episode in a different genre. <laughs> yeah, there's like twenty different. There's like uh, such a great idea of genres available. Like uh, the the big I loved Carol and Tuesday's like songs, but like the big uh, like standout were definitely uh, the two Ezekiel songs that they brought out. No diagnostics, all your drawers need to see a mechanic. Damn, we can't manage, man, we can't vanish. I can't speak robot, but I can speak Spanish. Seems a lot of real music has been forever banished. Evangelists of the sonic revival, from trip hop into tribal. Not a fight over music, this is my fight for survival. How many robots, how many rebels, how many ladders, how many levels, how many monkeys, how many barrels left in peril? Death isn't the only thing to scare you. Toast to life, drop the crack. Start a riot, flood the planet, be a tyrant, paint the streets, crash the server, express yourself always. God, what, what's the name of the guy? Uh, Denzel Curry uh, actually did that. Who's kind of like a, uh, I don't know, he's not a big name rapper, but he's like, you know, he's mid tier. Note that Caleb Gillen does not know shit about rap or Denzel Curry. He just knows Curry's rage against the machine cover is, as the kids say, fucking lit. Uh, and like, man, those song, both of those songs are like really good. They are fucking lit, as the kids say. <laughs> anyway, uh, I I finished Carol on Tuesday. I started uh the Violet Evergarden, uh, which oh, uh, Violet Evergarden period. <laughs> yeah, that first episode wrecks my shit emotionally. I I have only really seen the first episode thus far, though. I think that's is that the good one? <laughs> is that the good episode? Uh, I haven't. I actually haven't heard much about Violet Evergarden. Uh, yeah, in a, long, uh, in a long, long time. I just know that people called it Toilet Everfartin. Um, that's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's my. Ex- that's very rude. That's my extent. That's my, actually my the extent of my knowledge of Violet Evergarden, except for it's about female Edward Elric, and it's a lot less about war and a lot more about PTSD, which I guess is interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like about, like, this, uh, basically, like, child soldier who grew up on the war, uh, on, like, the, uh, on, like, the field and, like, essentially, like, has to learn, like, her purpose after war, but she's also kind of, like, she's kind of a human weapon and doesn't understand emotions and, like, the first episode literally ends with her say, uh, her like uh i don't know it's it the first emotion uh episode will emotionally wreck your shit and apparently it's like so like i don't know 
if you follow like anime press or like anime news network or any youtubers it's like probably like one of the most like well-regarded show of uh, shows in like the last decade huh. it, hmm. i've been watching end of the decade list of like top 25 or top 30 or top 50 anime of the decade and it tends to get pretty high and that was kind of Garrett. Uh, Garrett, my friend Garrett, has been pushing me to watch it because I keep on pushing him to watch Garrett, uh, to watch or read something else. And eventually, uh, it was like you know, well, what is you the... get this thing. I have to know that you what huh? you were trying to force on Garrett. This is very important. Oh, oh, this is a good question. I want me, I want him to read Watchmen. Oh yeah, he should read okay. Watchmen. You should put down Toho and read something that has. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a cutting line. <laughs> Imagine reading because something with a story. True. <laughs> no, it's it's true because I've kind of been telling you the same thing, but it's fine. <laughs> it's 2019, man. It's about con collection now. You can't watch Utoho <laughs> anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, Ex when this podcast is released, expect like like angry comments from Garrett because you just said the uh, content <laughs> collection is actually good. <laughs> content collection is not actually good. God, anything that record anything, I think that's like generally a rule that anything that like has like a ninety five percent presence at like Comicet isn't actually good. It's yeah, like, it's like uh, what is it? Con Collection, Azura Lane, and Fate Grand Order are the current big ones in Japan, and then like Toho is still there for some reason. But anyway, continue. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, uh, Garrett, we love you. We, we just we just want you to start like wa watching or reading something that is in Toho. Anyway, variety uh, is the spice of life. Exactly. Exactly. Also, also, good writing is the spice of life. Yes. Uh, I've been playing. I've been playing a very weeby game called Gundam Breaker Three. I've been replaying it. It's so good. Have you Have you seen or heard of this? Breeze? That's uh. It's that's the console nope. one, right? Not the mobile one. It's the console one. Okay. Yeah yeah. 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 No, I haven't. I haven't played. I think we were talking about it on one of the previous podcasts, and uh, it's like Super Robot Wars, except it's just Gundam, isn't it? No, no, it's a different Gundam game, actually. Uh, so I had this game a while ago, and then I decided to give, give it to my friend Mike, uh, and then I started missing it, so I got the DLC ver uh, version for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically, it's uh, Gundam, uh, Gundam Build Fighters, the video game, where, oh, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. Like, where basically, like, you have, like, a ton of parts, and you like build your own like uh mobile suits and like there's just so much customization available and like you could you can uh obviously build it from different parts they have optional parts that you can put on like hordes or like crowns or like various different weaponry and like you can like basically like create whatever the fuck you want mm. which is like it's like genuinely like an amazing like customization experience and like the gameplay has like almost this uh monster hunter like like really like it's not complicated, but it's kind of complicated, like, combat. It's just, like, it's, like, it's, like, I don't know. It's a game that can become a grind fest, but you don't necessarily have to. It's it's a game that, like, you, like, engage on at whatever different level you want to go at, right? Mm -hmm. So you can just keep on playing, like, the levels, or you can, like, go back and grind for parts. Right. Uh, and, like, they have all these uh, different elements. Like, they have this thing called, like, hotspots, where, like, if you go back to a stage and it's a hotspot, that means a different uh, set of bosses will appear that are, like, different Gundams that you can get parts from. Mm. That's cool. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's like it's like designed to be addicting for Gundam nerds. Gundam nerds, so like you can can be like, oh man, here's like my big dick G Gundam. Here it is. I <laughs> I made one that just looks like it has a big dick, which you can totally do. <laughs> Uh, but you can also be like, okay, here is my secret one-year war unit that is specifically designed with the specifications of, like, the one-year wars as as shown in, like, different media. And, like, it, it got, it's at, like, the, like, the, uh, mach uh, shield machine gun from, like, the Goof Custom from, uh, 8th of SC, but it's got, like... As soon as you said shield machine gun, I actually knew exactly which robot you were talking about and in which specific show. And I think I finally yeah, reached yeah. the point where <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, okay. I think I've officially watched enough Gundam. <laughs> where I, <laughs> yeah, where I can identify one specific mobile suit from one specific show based on the description of its weapon. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's like that, right? Where, like, you, you're a Gundam nerd, so you're going to, like, look at all the parts and be like, man, this is, like, crack. I love it. It's great, and it also has this feature where you can go on uh, online and like basically like uh, every when you like make your uh when you make like specific uh your suits, they're uploaded online, and you can go and basically fight uh AI controlled uh custom designed uh units from like whoever's playing at the moment, and it's a really great moment because like you can use it to like test your suits. You can also just be like, man. I haven't found unicorn in my game. Mm -hmm. Oh, that guy's got a bunch of unicorn parts. I'm gonna go fight that guy. Mm. Need need those unicorn parts. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really weird out of context, you know. I'm just it does. I do, but like, like I I enjoy it. I love it. Very good. Mm. Continue. <laughs> Yeah, Gundam Breaker 3, it's like this like perfect grind fest, and I feel really bad because I've played it already, and I just keep on sinking all my time into it. When I have like a copy of Jedi Fallen Order, I've barely played. <laughs> bah. can wait for another time. Yeah, when I'm done, Once like, you, getting... like, like, get sick and tired, and you're like, I have tried this combination before. It is, <laughs> it is boring. Then you can, then you can try a different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently there's like 999 different sets, basically. Oh god! So like, there's like a all there's if there's like that many like in each category, there's like a near infinite amount of combinations, including like color and decals. So it's nuts. Mm -hmm. That's fun. <laughs> that's been my week. Uh, that's been my week. Uh, how's your week, Bad Breeze? Uh, let's see. What have I did? What have I been doing? I have picked up a manga that I've actually had the first two volumes of for like three years now, but the volumes are expensive, so I haven't continued mm -hmm. it, and therefore I haven't started it. <laughs> uh, however, I, 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 I psyoped my friend into reading it, and then he bought all the volumes. So now <laughs> I get to read it. Uh, and that manga is called, uh, it's called Goodnight Pun Pun. And it's uh, it's by uh, Inio Asano, who is basically like Japanese Rebecca Sugar, where he's very, very yeah. emotionally intelligent and knows exactly how to write a story about human emotion in such a way that no one else can really do it. Like, every single character is very, very, like, real and multifaceted, and there's really, like, 
it's a all of, a lot of his stories are kind of like um they have distinct plots and plot structures and they feel very planned and every single panel is extremely extremely detailed the guy's like crazy uh but it also he has like this energy of being uh, everything he writes has like this energy of like just being like super super like like meandering -y, where it's about characters living their lives and being happy and then being miserable and then being happy and then being extremely introspective uh hmm. one of its uh one of one of his really good ones is uh called solonin and that's the one that's been like reprinted i think the most times it's just like a single book and uh, yeah that's literally I... sitting right next to this laptop right oh, now yeah, yeah yeah it's by that oh, cool. author it's that it's yep. that but yeah uh have you ever read uh i don't know for a reason this is making me think of it have you read uh my lesbian experience uh with uh my lesbian experience with romance i think it's called i think i've or... seen it in barnes and noble but no <laughs> yeah uh, like, uh i think it, i think it, i think i can picture the cover and everything like i'm pretty sure yeah I, god i don't think it's called my lesbian experience Rom with romance because i don't think it's actually uh it was called like lesbian something or other it was just like Oh, my lesbian relationship with loneliness. Yes. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a really uh uh like a genuinely like emotional and depressing uh story about mm -hmm. like this woman's like experience and with like her mid to late twenties and her life oh, yeah. and really like like the whole story is like framed around her basically being kind of more open about her sexuality by basically going to a brothel and having sex with a woman. Like that's that's hmm. where the whole like experience is framed through, but it's like of course very awkward and uncomfortable and like kind of like a hard experience to like quantify. But it's like so good and so, like one of the most emotionally intelligent like manga I've ever read. But please, yeah, yeah, no, if I, I think it, I think if you like that, like all the Sano stuff is like that. Uh, Solonin very much focused around like what it's like to be a college post grad and being in your like mid to late 20s uh pun pun starts with the main character pun pun being eight and it's kind of like following his like entire life so now i'm on like volume three and he's like entering high school and it's uh a lot of the a lot of like yeah the first three volumes is just like what it's like to be an extremely confused and barely cognizant child um <laughs> And then, like, uh, he had another one called A Girl on the Shore, which I'm actually not sure how it got published over here. But that one is very much about, like, my, the, the author's, like, I'm pretty sure all these are, I'm pretty sure all these are, like, basically an autobiography of the author. <laughs> like, there's no way. Uh, but, like, A Girl on the Shore is just, like, about, like, weird and awkward sexual stuff when you're, like, a teenager. <laughs> it's... It's really that one was that one was that one was wild uh pun pun's a little bit more tame than that but uh i'm definitely having a really good time reading it it's it's a very it's very good uh and i can't wait to read more of it now that i slash my friend has all seven volumes um other than that let's see uh i've been playing a lot of astral chain a game that i brought six months ago and then played five minutes of and i'm only now picking up now uh <laughs> astral chain is quite literally just an interactive anime <laughs> it has an anime opening and everything it has like a whole cast of like fully voiced characters and it's like it feels like you're actively playing in like there's like uh there's like 12 chapters you play through it has like a lot I of the same like that's... 
Yeah, well, like it's the same. Like, like, yeah, it's like half of like Platinum's games, though. Like, yeah, this one goes a little bit harder into like the RPG aspects with actually having okay. like more than like two side characters. Uh, so there's like a whole cast of like coworkers that you have, and you go and do like little fetch quests for them, and you do like there's like a lot more dialogue and exploration involved with the game than in like Bayonetta, for example. So like I'm having a lot of fun with that because usually I play Platinum games and I really like the idea of them, but then I'm like really really bad at them. Uh, and then, but this game it's like you know what? Oh, okay, cool. The combat is challenging but rewarding, and it doesn't feel frustrating. And there's lots of dumb RPG shit that I can focus on, uh, like uh, picking up trash off the street and recycling it because you're a play as a cop and you need to be a good cop. <laughs> and, and so you help you help get you help get kids balloons out of trees, and you go rescue lost cats, and you like do all this other like cop stuff that apparently cops in japan do there's no like just there's no like killing of minorities like american cops. oh wow i know That's strange i know yeah so that, the, i remember when astral Concept chain that could only exist in video games yeah no so i remember when astral chain first came out there was like a twitter horde of like you play as a cop this game is unacceptable and the japanese people who made the game and the people japanese people who are playing the game were so genuinely confused by the outrage because <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently cops in Japan aren't garbage. <laughs> so like, oh, what do you mean? Why do you hate I feel cops? Like, They're just like civil cops servants. In, yeah, I feel like <laughs> cops in most other, like, first world nations are, are like, decent. <laughs> <laughs> and, just, like, really and not viewed with, with uh, great suspicion. Yeah, yeah, like, yes, yeah, all the... the... <laughs> Everything that Astral Chain tells you about Japanese society and Japanese, and like the Japanese aspect of being a civil servant is like, you are a good person. You're paid with tax dollars. You go help. You go help children, and you go help clean up the city, and you catch perpetrators. <laughs> there's no like, there's no like the Shield esque like corruption. Uh, there's no, <laughs> there's no making deal. There's an actually going right along with this, my friend over christmas bought a game called this is the police which is also on switch oh yeah i've played that and the incredible juxtaposition between astral chain's depiction of cops and that game's depiction of cops where uh and this were is like the, the main like yeah yeah the, the head of the police is like this like crooked like really terrible guy who like is like clearly like i don't know he he's clearly like the worst man for the uh for the for the horse but like I don't know, he, he's very much, like, in line with, like, I don't know, American media about cops in some ways, and that he is just, like, the most crooked head of police you'll ever meet. And yeah, and it's, it's, it's a sim game, and, like, a lot of the, a lot of the actual day-by-day -day gameplay is, like, there's a burning building that needs your help. Or, but also, your friend in the mafia needs you to send three guys to protect his daughter's wedding. Which do you do? Also, if you don't, also the also the guy says he'll cut your children up and put them in bags if you don't help his daughter's wedding. <laughs> and it's like, oh, the, the 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 mayor cut off all of your funding. Please fire three of your black officers. <laughs> it's, oh, no. it's like, much more it's much more. This is what being an American civil servant is like. You're con you have three you have three cops on the force. You're trying to manage an entire city. One of them is doing coke. 
<laughs> it's just like the, so I'm playing Astral Chain and he's playing this is the place we're actually just trading off back and forth day by day and it's <laughs> I didn't really realize it until now but that's a that was that was fascinating so yeah you know reading reading pun pun being a good cop watching my friend be a bad cop uh and uh last night we were doing some late night new year's festivities aka watching crunchyroll uh nice. so and we we actually watched uh uh Kabanari of the iron fortress which is in my opinion probably like in the top 10 best anime last decade not entirely based on anything related to its writing but rather because every single episode has animation quality higher than like your name and shit it's like the most beautiful show ever animated that no one cares yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, that show kind of drops off once the main villain is introduced. Why does everybody say that? <laughs> it's such a meme. Everyone says that the show sucks because <laughs> of the main villain, and it's like, what's the? It's the, I don't. I I never. When I first watched the show, I didn't think two things about the main villain. I like, okay, cool, Sephiroth shows up. Oh, that guy's Sephiroth. All right, cool, we got there. I I agree <laughs> with you that that show is just like completely beautiful, and I wish uh, I wish like every piece of animation looked like that. Honestly, but I don't know from it's a like, story perspective. I just like the so main villain kind of sucks. I know, it's, dude. It's so weird because it's like you know I've seen so many I've seen so many anime. It's just like. You know, I, 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 I don't, I don't, aside from the fact that his name is Biba, which I think is a big contribution to the fact why no one likes him, because his <laughs> name's fucking Biba, um, he, he's, like, not any more or less transparent than any other anime villain, and I really like, I really enjoy that it's established what he wants, it's like, I, I, I want to kill my dad, and then he goes and he kills his dad, <laughs> <laughs> the, the local effective villain <laughs> villain who gets a villain who is introduced it's explained what he's going to do and what he wants and then he does it dude's like how often does that happen it's like kefka kefka made that happen in final fantasy 6 kefka's like i'm a clown i'm gonna blow up the world and then he does it <laughs> and the main characters then, just have to deal i guess <laughs> um, you're you're allowed to have your opinion on uh Kavadari, but i will my opinion on the season of uh, Blood of Arcade Battlefront. The what? Oh, oh God. Uh, KK said so. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the stupid twins. But yeah, no. So we I, we watched uh, we watched up to like like nine out of twelve episodes of that last night, just in a big binge. And I'm like, you know, I yeah, I don't see why everybody hates Biba. Biba's he's got a gun blade. He's it's like the most most edge lord villain of all time. Oh my god. Uh, then after that, uh, we t we got distracted by stuff, and then we started watching Space Patrol Luluco, which is also oh my god top ten show of the last decade, <sighs> possibly the yeah, best, that... possibly the best show that Trigger's made <laughs> because possibly I don't know I think it's, it's like just in the kind of like yeah I it's kind of like it's kind of like panning and stalking but non lewd and with a character arc. Or yeah, with character arcs rather has yeah. like a it has a story. It resolves everything. It knows how stupid it is. It's so, it's it, the whole show's an hour long. <laughs> it's like, it's also got a, like a lot of crossover stuff. You know that show got actually actually got dubbed, which is amazing. Oh no, no, if, uh, that's what we were watching last night. I'd never seen the show dubbed before, and I'm very, I was very amused with it. It was I liked it a lot. 
Um, yeah, I was kind of worried that once they got to uh, the Little Watch Witch Academia world that we wouldn't get the uh, regular English uh, Susie voice, but they actually got her. Oh, they actually got her? I actually didn't even know that. I just assumed they found somebody who sounds like Susie because it's like not the hardest voice to do. It's like, yeah, yeah I guess so. Man, mushrooms. <laughs> but, but uh yeah no i i, I greatly appreciate that show. i i after seeing it again i'm like this show is like this show is like the goat <laughs> it's like it's argue it's arguably i'd say it's like arguably flawless because there's no room to have flaws because the show is an hour long right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's no there's no there's no place for you to get bored um and you can't really I, call, I, you can't call out plot holes because shows dumb as fuck. <laughs> so it's like whatever. Uh, I kind of want a sequel, to be honest. Oh uh, yeah, no, I, I want. Why. I totally want them to put because like the the Luluco is like their their company mascot. So like there's like two other company mascots that they have, and I'm waiting for them to actually appear in a show. Um. <laughs> and so yeah, I totally want more. Yeah, because at the end she transforms into Trigger Chat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah. That was like that was also like the fucking. <laughs> I've never been floored by a twist so hard until the last until I saw now you see me. <laughs> um. But yeah, I guess so, that's my week. I spent a lot of time, more time than normal, consuming media this last week. Uh, so speaking of the twenty tens, I feel like uh, it's the end of the decade. We have two topics today. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about the twenty tens in anime, and <laughs> we can go over like top ten or like the best or most influential uh, uh, anime in the twenty tens. But for you guys, what do you think is the most twenty tensiest anime of all time? Like the anime that like kind of like manages to like like like. Uh, Envelop all of the trends of like 2010s anime. Probably, I'm gonna do a quick Google to see when this actually came out, but I have a feeling that it came out right at the start of. Oh, okay. Because like when I think of like the 2000s, I think of like Code Geass as the most 2000s anime of all time. Oh yeah, and I think this year, it's uh, this decade, it's probably like Sword Art. <laughs> I guess Sword Art is definitely a good pick. <laughs> uh yeah, Sword Art is just like it encapsulates everything i think about this last decade uh it's also kind the, of the catalyst what i also when of, i think of 90s yeah. i uh when i think of 90s i think of escaflone but talking about the 2010s yeah but, no, 20, uh, 2010 the sword art sword art encapsulates a lot of things about 2010s anime uh one being adapted from a bad light novel to the complete abandonment of art style three the obsession with online games also bad writing also yeah like the, the complete yeah the complete abandonment of writing um <laughs> yeah, just like so, going for the most generic looking show with the flashiest like almost twilight-esque presentation where it's just like it's really shiny on this paper thin surface and then it doesn't even have like code gs levels of like lore and attention to detail it's just <laughs> It's just like gold flake. It's not real gold, and it gets all over your teeth and shit. Uh, so I feel like that. I feel like that's that was. The, I think that's pretty signifying of the 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 last decade in anime is like sword art, and then a billion shows that just sword art spawned. 
into existence that never would have existed without sword art's popularity all of them being bad um i can definitely see it uh diana i know that you're like relatively yeah i'm, anime, I'm but, like, very yeah so like i i mean like i'm trying to think of something that that's like emblematic of of like what i think of when i think of of the last of what i know <laughs> of the last <laughs> 10 years of anime maybe like attack on titan like also like just definitely definitely up there yeah yeah, yeah How, like uh, i think I the popularity of it like almost crossed into like mainstream teenager popular popularity that like like i was hearing about it from people who i did not know watched anime mm. like that yeah, I, I think, think that also yeah. get that oh sorry uh no that's that's all uh i also think that like it's pretty clear like attack on titan is pretty like uh has, has influenced like the decade a lot and that mm. like it was the first time in a while where it felt like anime had like teeth in yeah, a lot of ways, was, like, in that, uh, it had an edge, that. and, like, for the better or worse, like, following anime after Attack on Titan ended up becoming more grisly and gory and had more of an edge to it. And sometimes that was great, like, uh, I don't know, when I think of, like, stuff, like, where that's great, I think of, like, ReZero. But when I think about, like, when it's bad, I think of, like, Madoka clones, honestly, or, like, a lot of other things. Madoka also helped to bring that edge back, but, you know. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think I... Give t I give Attack on Titan like a lot of a lot of grief, but it definitely shook off. We were in like the we were in like this miserable like era of like moe shows for like yeah. a long time before Attack on Titan got obnoxiously popular. And then I'll tell you, you know, Attack on Titan hits, and it's like okay, cool. We finally have another action show with kind of cool world building, and you got go you got your violence, and you got like your ongoing story that's more complicated than the four mm -hmm. girls go to the mall and, <laughs> and it was like it was definitely it was it was it was like a return to form that showed that like you know people still want action shows and because of attack on titan obviously the company that produced the anime used all the money and gave us uh Kabinari of the iron fortress greatest of all time and the <laughs> and so yeah then we got like a whole bunch of other shows like that that's like okay cool action action probably attack on titan maybe even helped getting shows like blood blockade like greenlit because like why would any why on earth would anybody adapt blood blockade knowing knowing what the manga was and it's like it's seinfeld with extremely detailed character designs who would ever animate this this seems terrible in a world where we can just make like you know lucky star and k-on and stuff but then like you know attack on titan action 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 monsters action and then all of a sudden well literally Kaon was yeah. also extremely well animated but well know. yeah 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 well i like yeah just like the, the content um yeah the... i don't know uh when i think of like uh when i think of like anime that have like uh influenced the decade uh it's really hard to say because there's just like so many it feels like there's so many like subgenres now and like so many things that are going on hmm a lot of this stuff has also died off, you know? <laughs> we don't see mecha anime anymore unless it's, like, Gundam. Yeah, we get, like, the one mecha anime per year. Uh, the only mecha anime I remember from last decade was, what, uh, Majestic Prince, which is a show that no one watched. Um, what was another mecha Yeah, like, what about that uh, vampire one? Uh, what was 
called? Valvrave? Yeah. So it's like, that, that, I think that, that's just like a child of Code Geass. Like that and Guilty Crown were like kind of like falling off of Code Geass rather than like... That was just like residuals from the previous decade. Uh, yeah, you can't see my face, but I am rigorously shaking my head at gu Guilty Crown. God, what a piece of shit. <laughs> what a terrible, <laughs> terrible show. Oh my god. Um, uh, there's... Um, uh, yeah, no, I can't think of any other... I, wa I watch every mecha anime that comes out, and I don't think there was really one that really was emblematic of last decade, unless I'm gonna think of it. <laughs> Weirdly uh, enough, despite the fact that, like, the source material is not, like, from this decade, uh, a lot of it, at least, uh, thus far, uh, I definitely say the JoJo anime has hmm. been, like, weirdly oh. influential. God, absolutely. Even though, yeah. like, the source material is, like, from the 80s and 90s at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Like, JoJo was, like, probably, yeah, definitely, like, anime of the decade in terms of, like, like, Attack on Titan was really popular when it came out. Then they took three years to make the next season because they were working on Kabinari of the Iron Fortress. But they, uh, then JoJo came out, and JoJo like stole a lot of Attack on Titan's thunder thereafter. Where now every yeah. every teenage Cretan I meet watches JoJo. <laughs> it's like a, I also feel like well, of uh, course just dabbing at me and making JoJo memes, and I'm like, who are you? <laughs> yeah, I I worked at a middle school. Uh, like a month ago and like a kid like mentioned he liked jojo and i'm like okay kid who's your favorite jojo and he's like oh I like Jorno. and i'm like oh hey i like i like i like josuke and it was really awkward for a second <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah jojo is like this weirdly influential show and i feel like it has been like weirdly influential when it comes to anime and the fact that like this thing came out and i feel like it kind of brought this insurgence of like hey we should try to make our anime stylish too because i feel like uh, a lot of people like noticed that like jojo at least the first couple seasons and all and really most of the seasons aren't very well animated but because they have like this distinct style to them a lot of people don't care because they're looking at something interesting even if it isn't always well animated and i feel like that kind of ended up influencing some anime in like the uh in the meantime God, this decade was long. I'm like looking at like, yeah. oh, yo, Penguin Penguin Drum came out this decade. <laughs> what? Uh, Tiger and Bunny, that was a real show. Hmm. Guilty Crown. Uh, <laughs> Guilty Crown. Uh, bunch of Netflix garbage. Uh, what was your favorite? Okay, what was your favorite anime this year though? I, I gotta ask. Stuff that came out this year. Oh God, I don't know. This nothing good came out this year i have vinland saga default answer <laughs> even though i only watched like the first three episodes of it i have all the manga so therefore yeah uh uh Sour was probably my favorite this year oh yeah, yeah. So, uh 2019 in anime uh we got fate i watched a lot of anime movies this year really like promare uh promare, promare was, is so good promare was the funnest fun that i had in theaters i think that broly came out this year <laughs> uh broly came out at the end of last year oh, okay because yeah i saw that in theaters and that was a that was a trip uh yeah i i i keep on wondering if they're gonna uh remove uh Vic Mignogna's voice like uh the next time they release it <laughs> I mean, and if they did no one would notice because i didn't even know it was Vic Mignogna playing broly because he has like seven lines and then lots of yelling who cares who plays broly <laughs> 
Yes, apparently uh, for the uh, video game, uh, because they most uh, recently released uh, the uh, newer Brawly for uh, Fighters, Fighter Z, Fighter Z. I had that friggin' title, holy crap. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, they apparently uh, replaced uh, Broly's voice uh, with uh, Johnny Young Bosch, mm-hmm. which works. Oh, yeah, exactly. Anyway. Like, they could just, yeah, it's fine. It's The person who plays Broly is about as important as the person who plays Ray in Evangelion. <laughs> it's like, who cares? They could, yeah, they could, they could, they could run what? that shit oh, through sorry. MS. They could run that shit through MS Sam. Anyway, what's up? <laughs> oh, Diana, what was the favorite? What was the favorite anime you watched this year? Uh, I mean, all this stuff. The only thing that came out that I'm like even aware of is Doctor Stone. Ohio. <laughs> like, like I feel like that is like I've only watched uh like bits of two episodes. I think, but it's like like any time that i think of like this is what anime looks like to outsiders like like it it is an episode of dr stone it is this scene in dr stone like this is what <laughs> all anime looks like to to people who've never seen anime na- like before and i do like that <laughs> god i love dr stone it's so good even though like the female character designs are so bad you should uh the, the i forget if i ranted about this before yeah the author the author does a lot of really good sci-fi manga and sci-fi short stories he's like mm-hmm. super up his own butt about like science and the scientific process which makes sense why he ended up doing uh dr stone but there's like so uh, are you talking about the artist or no, the, the writer the, yeah but i don't i don't know who, who wrote it again who wrote dr stone someone relevant uh uh, yeah, somebody relevant. He, uh, I only know him as the guy who also wrote Ice Shield Twenty One. Oh, okay, there you go. There, there it is. Podcast. Okay, yeah. So I know that. Okay, yeah, we talked about that last time. And then, the, yeah, Boichi, Boichi is the artist. He did uh, a manga called Origin, which is about a cyborg pretending to be a person. Uh, he did a bunch of short stories, like uh, my favorite of all time, which everyone should read. Is called It Was All for the Tuna, and it's just like this little forty-page little takes ten minutes to read thing, and it was. It's uh, very, and then he also did a uh, one called Hotel, which was really good. It's about a robot trying to preserve humanity over the course of like literally millions of years, and then it was also forty pages long, and then just like in Hotel, kind of carried over. He just did a Doctor Stone side story manga, which was like eight or nine chapters long. That's literally. Oh yeah, I read that. Yeah, it's literally just it's literally just Hotel, <laughs> but but different uh so if you that that's much more in line with uh the kind of stuff that boichi usually writes is like yeah boichi's a pretty interesting artist he also did like a full-on like cover of a manga chapter in uh the uh one uh one piece uh zoro versus mihawk oh uh, yeah 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 boichi boichi's yeah. art is like insane <laughs> Dude, dude's, dude's i really i don't like artist. some of his character designs but i like i like really like it's crazy to me that he managed to all run a mini series alongside covering a, a single one piece chapter alongside a bunch of like other like mini stuff it's crazy oh yeah and I, i'm pretty sure he was also doing there was definitely must have been some or some overlap with him doing dr stone in origin at the same time because origin's like 70 something chapters long and that that manga also has like some extremely picturesque like needlessly detailed like panels <laughs> and uh and then yeah then he was also like herpa derpin with dr stone um but yeah i think origin wrapped up like 
earlier this year. So and I think Dr. Stone's been going for like two or three years now. So yeah, guy's like a workhorse. He yes, okay, okay. Boichi he majored in physics in college so is. that he could draw <laughs> science fiction correctly. There it is. Then that that explains <laughs> like, literally everything about everything. That he's makes ever me wrote. angry. Like <laughs> And he's the, 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 like the content that he covers is really really big brain sometimes but mm -hmm. he'll also do it with like it's, a lot of his stuff is in the same tone as dr stone where he'll go from like one panel describing like string theory and then he'll like be making like stupid over the top like booby jokes at the same time <laughs> he's just like he's literally like a scientist who's like shit posting manga <laughs> it's really he's one of my favorite authors so it's just like I've never seen someone talk so co about such su such complicated subject matter in such a stupid way. <laughs> well, he's fully like brought that into like Doctor Stone. I don't know. It's, oh, yeah. it's so like I don't know. Doctor Stone is really interesting because a lot of the times, like thematically, it's about like why science is important to people as opposed mm. to like learning you science. But yeah. you also learn you some science as well. Yeah. yeah. See, that's that is what I've I've gathered from the little bits that I've watched. It's like, oh, okay, this is like almost as fun and entertaining and educational as like Bill Nye the Science Guy yeah. when I was a kid. It's like, like one of the rare things that like they're making science cool for the kiddos is mm, Doctor Stone. I yep, really appreciate. We need it more that. of that. Yeah. Instead of like doing the Kamehameha, Kamehameha, the kids will like be like making like bombs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My favorite is like in the, within like the first section of Doctor Stone, he teaches you how gunpowder is made, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> okay, boy, chief. This is this, this is, is cool. Shonen Jump. I can't believe it. <laughs> Shonen Shonen Jump's rainbow of content is great. On one hand, you have like that one about like naked ghost shrine priestesses and then you turn a page and you're learning how to make gunpowder with dr stone and then you then you read then you read bort <laughs> and and then you turn your page and then you're already chainsaw man oh yeah exactly yeah like shonen jump's like insane right now it's like going yeah. from like porn to bill nye the science guy to chainsaw man to like what you think of generic shonen to be well like you're my heroes and you're your samurai eights. The fact that they managed to like get nipples into Shonen Jump using uh. like like uh, man, yeah, I just hate so... nipples so much. Like, <laughs> I'm, hear about I'm done with them forever. I need like, Diana. You hear about the strict Diana? I need I need, Di I need Diana soundboard. I need I need like a Diana soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> so. So Diana, so basically yeah, yeah. Uh, in Japanese, uh, Japan, they have these treats that look like nipples. Uh, Diana, joking. Very bad. This there's, there's a scene in this manga where like the girl, uh, a bunch of girls oh. are in, like a hot tub and like their nipples are like being steamed over, so you can't see their nipples, but you mm. can you can shine a light through it to basically get the nipples by like having like the back page uh, <laughs> this was the one, that was the most galaxy brain shit i've ever seen that is he, that he is aligned, very creative he aligned two panels on two different pages to get the boobs <laughs> oh my god here you go guys Crazy. here's one for the team <laughs> absolutely but god do i hate nipples anyway enough yep. of a uh, dr stone yeah. and nipples yep. uh yep. thank I you think, uh do you, do you have anything else to say, guys? Uh, do you have anything else to say about anime in the 2010s? Uh, 
Well, I'm looking forward to exploring more of it over the next decade. Yeah. Which I also realize they're going to be making more anime over this next decade, so... That's I know, right? You know what? That was, a big, yeah. that was actually a big surprise to me. I had no idea they were making more anime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna be ten years behind. Um, let's see. Oh, speaking of anime that I need to finish from this decade, though, Steven Universe Future, I haven't actually started yet. <laughs> yeah, so, Steven Universe Future is really good. Uh, I know. I, I really love that it's a story. Again. I love that it's like a story about like you know the aftermath of the main story, like about how like it's exploring all these like different like like. Things that you didn't really need to, like, hear about, but, like, still it's interesting to hear about. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, still, like, producing that, like, good emotional Steven Universe content. Yeah, no, I'm so, super hype about it. So I think that's it for the 2010s in anime, but we have one more topic we're going to talk about today. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's, uh, a bit of news, actually. Uh, so, Breeze, you want to explain this real quick okay so i was actually just explaining this yesterday so i think i have the story down packed all right so the original <laughs> creator of evangelion all right so on hideki ano hideki ano uh put out a big expose in a paper in japan basically calling out all of his ex-co-workers uh, he, he, not his ex-co-workers he's calling it his former company gainax we all know gainax mm -hmm. they made evangelion originally fully coolie Gurren Lagan. uh pretty much every good show from 1990 to like 2007 or 2012 actually because mm -hmm. 2012 is when was it 2010 or 2012 2010 is when 2010 is when they made Penny stop yeah, okay. yeah so yeah okay from a from approximate for approximately 20 to 25 years ish a window there from the late 80s to literally the final episode of Penny and stocking they were making some of the best shows ever made um and then mysteriously and coincidentally after panty and stocking pretty much everyone fled the coop and they never made a good show again so you know amaishi and a bunch of people went over to make trigger so they can make like little witch academia and kill a kill uh ano bailed to go make rebuild of evangelion his own studio kara um and so the, 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 the causing big big drama big drama mm -hmm. uh in yeah. japan right now because he called he put out a big expose basically telling ever the pay telling the whole world what his shit show current Gynax is. Um Yeah. And it's all because there's a lot I guess there's a lot to this story. Like a guy basically guy Gynax is like the Beatles of animation studios. It was founded by a bunch of college friends and then they all made animation studio together and everything was great. Uh they were just all doing it for the parties. Uh, they were on shoestring budgets and just making kind of like smaller projects until even Galleon printed money for them for the, uh... so Anno made even Galleon in 1996 or whatever uh, mm -hmm. studio got tons and tons of money uh, and with lots of money comes lots of problems you know uh, the current CEO, mm -hmm. the CEO of Gynax at the time and his tax guy got arrested because they had no clue how to handle the money Uh Always a good, uh, good choice. And then, like, uh, I guess uh, from there on, from Maven Galleon's success onward, they just kind of coll started collapsing internally, um, and uh, which is ultimately what led Ano to leave in around like two thousand four. But recently, they've been collapsing so hard that, uh, 
What's the proper? Do you know about what, the, what's uh... the proper sequence of events? Their current CEO got arrested, and a whole bunch of news articles reported on that by like saying like Avon Galleon Studio CEO is arrested for indecent exposure or something. So the problem hmm. with this is that everybody thought that meant Anno, who is now the head of his own studio and the head of Avon. Ah, so Anno uh, through a through a long through a long series of personal drama between him and Gynax, Anno wrestled Evangelion from them. So now Anno is the sole owner of Evangelion, Anno and his studio Kara. But mm. Gynax is just like a shit show right now and their CEO got arrested for being a general dipshit. And but all the papers reported on it as Evangelion Studio CEO arrested for indecent exposure. And because of this, uh, a bunch of like I guess a bunch of deals and stuff fell through for Anno, who's just trying to like, you know, manage his own company. Because everyone thought mm. that the news was about him. So that spawned Anno to go to the papers and give this whole backstory about how all the misuse of money and Gynax begging Anno for money and then uh, squelching on paying him back and then using Avangalion's namesake to make more money even though no one who worked at Avangalion works there anymore and all these unpaid royalties... And then Gynax sold the rights to half their shows to other companies, even though Anno wanted to buy them uh, because they were all stuff he worked on in his childhood or rather like, you know, post-college years. He worked on Gunbuster. So he's like, when he was wrestling Evangelion's rights from Gynax, he's like, okay, I want to buy Gunbuster. I want to buy Gunbuster's sequel. I want to buy Fooly Cooly. And I want, I want those shows too. And Gynax is like, okay. And then like two weeks later, they're just like, JK. And they sold them to somebody else, which made Anno fucking livid. And then he found out that Gynax was also selling all the production materials, like the cells and the storyboards and all this other stuff behind his back. And so Gynax, so Anno takes Gynax to court about it because he has a huge axe to grind now. And uh, and so now, and this is just, so now where we're at is we have this huge lore dump of how terrible <laughs> Gynax is. Unbeknownst to literally everybody. Um, mm. Oh yeah, it's crazy because now. like yeah. you know, in, in like the yeah. past like in the past few years, like everybody who's a fan of Gynax or like was really into Gynax, like back in the day, we knew that like Gynax was fucking up. Like we know that Gynax <laughs> was a shit show because they haven't produced anything in like five years. They were selling tomatoes and, for know, a while. There was that, yeah, that they was were a... selling tomatoes with their name. It's crazy. That was really weird. <laughs> that was super weird. They had like their website, and they're just like, "Come buy tomatoes," and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so you know, it's like, yeah, so, but like, like... Yeah, so yeah, everyone had this mental image that Gynax is now like three guys in a room, like sort of thing. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like a CEO, an accountant, and apparently somebody's wife who was growing tomatoes. So like, you know, mm. everyone knew that Gynax was dead uh but yeah now it's but like, like we didn't know like we didn't know like how bad it was and how long it had been going because like for years like basically up until like penny and stocking which is like basically like the last big thing that they made uh it was like oh my god hail gynax gynax is god gynax is awesome they are like the best animation studio and they're the only thing that's saving anime they're the yeah, local yeah. band that they're saving anime but now like in a sense we know the truth and we know that like Gainax is really only the great directors that were behind it, and everybody mm. at the business end was basically sucking shit. Yeah, and like <laughs> it's weird because both anime, both Gainax and Anno have like this mythic status in uh, the anime industry, and Anno 
was a nerd that got to make anime. He was an otaku, like the otaku that uh, consume anime right now. And uh-huh. Dynax was a studio made up of otaku. So to see like this mythic status, like basically dashed, uh, it, it's it's yeah, and it's, it's like, a long time coming. God, in I a lot can't of wait ways. till they like make a movie adaptation of the story. This is like the most interesting, like behind <laughs> the that's like the biggest, the most interesting, like behind the music story I've heard ever come from like the anime industry. Because yeah, Gainax was founded by a bunch of college friends, and like they still continue to be friends. Like I know just just uh, last year, the year before, whatever, the CEO of Gainax calls up. Ano, and he's just like, look, look, our company's gonna go under unless you give me one million dollars. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know what? I'll give you a million dollars in exchange. You just give me Ava, and then you know what? No interest. Just pay me back whenever. It's like it was like a casual loan between friends. So they were still <laughs> these people were still like buddies. And then like, then they like uh, the guy who took the million dollars like welched on it. And started selling all of Ano's stuff behind his back, and it's like, oh my god, I want, I want this, I want the story of Gainax adapted into an anime. Like, I, <laughs> like this is like the this is drama. Um, yeah. Uh, so interesting enough, like since like I want to say like the mid to late nineties, Gainax has been like Wings of Anime's uh, sequel coming soon. Wings of Anime's sequel coming soon. So the fact that like they really showed like storyboards like five years ago and like Wings of Anime's sequel coming soon. But it's not coming soon. It's never coming because Gainax, Gainax then when Evangelion is coming out, Gainax now just doesn't have like the money or, or like these or anything the people <laughs> to make anything really. They they made like car commercials for a little while, actually. That I think that was like literally the last thing that they that made. That was like when I was. But like, it's just like wild. So yeah, like yeah, they're, they're doing the Subaru thing like back in like like a long time ago, and uh, the God was it? Yeah, like uh, for for context for Dinah, Wings of Han Nice was this movie that they made. It was the very first thing that they made. Movie kind of sucks, but it's really really beautiful. It's really, really well animated with like lots of you really, know has like I, lots of really needless detail because they were like students. I would who didn't say that themselves, but Wings of Anima is, is a great movie except for one uncomfortable rape scene that ruins the entire thing. It was like yeah no that that, that was how to how to like I know like how to harpoon your entire movie right? It's like you have all this really intricate world building and every single like frame is drawn with such care, and then you have like this really really awkward ass scene that like had no place in the rest of the movie uh but i think like that movie is like emblematic of like this uh, the ceo uh yamaga who's just like uh holding so desperately onto like his post-college years saying that he's gonna make the sequel he's like holding on to that previous success he's like we're gonna make the sequel we're gonna make the sequel to the very first sentimental project i ever worked on and it's just like sad <laughs> he's like yeah it's really sad <laughs> He's like he's uh, all the bridges between these Gainax guys are burned, as far as I know. Like is the is the is the old CEO still in jail? I know that like some other guy had to leave or resign during Gurren Lagann because he made fun of people on Two Chan. Like Ano left, obviously, uh, and Maishi left. I don't think Maishi was a founder, but I know he was there for. Yeah, like, he basically like, like got his upbringing in Yamax. Yeah, he was like, their, yeah, he was like their intern who's now like carrying the whole anime industry on his back. <laughs> so. Yeah, trigger, trigger. So 
do you know who a uh, trigger is, uh, Diana? Like, so they made like uh, they the kill a, kill. a lot of the people who made them. Uh, yeah, kill a mm-hmm. kill, uh, pro bear that 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 those stuff, and they're just like amazing. They're kind of what's left of Gynax, right? Or the Gynax spirit, at least. And like uh, everyone who's and... not a trigger is over with Kara, apparently. So like, yeah. yeah. Because that's all, I guess all the people who worked on, like, Die Buster and Gunbuster and stuff are all, like, Kara working with Anno. So, like, that's where yeah. the, the, that's where the remnants of Gynax is in these two separate other companies now. Is, uh... Anyway, continue. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. No, it was fine. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. They actually, uh, so in English, they actually, uh... Uh... They actually, uh, released a, uh, a, like basically a book about the history of Gynax up until Evangelion. Uh, I actually owned a copy for a little while. It's huh. called the Notanaki Diaries, and it's so interesting. Yeah, right. Uh, Adapt it to a movie. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, they kind of have already adapted Gynax into a TV show. Oh, really? Yeah. So have you ever seen uh, Aoi Hono? Uh, no. Blue Blazes is what uh, some people call it. Yeah. And basically, it's a TV show about uh, about this college kid who wants to be a manga artist, and it's semi autobiographical because the uh, creator of the manga that was turned into a thirteen episode live action TV show uh, went to college with Otto and most of the core creators of uh, of Gynax. So, Anno is kind of like the main rival in the story. Huh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You should obviously watch the TV show. It's hilarious, first of all. It's also, like, about, like, putting a mirror to the creator's face and, like, laughing at yourself. Because, like, basically, like, the guy, he thinks he's, like, a hot shot. He thinks he's, like, gonna be, like, the best animator in the room. Like, the first, like, project that they have is animation. And he goes over to, like... Uh, then he goes over to uh, uh, Anno's like art, and he's like, oh, "It's moving! Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so crazy, and like I think that the like producer of Gainax is like kind of viewed as like a sleaze ball, and like you have all these like uh, like nerds who are like, and like the show basically ends with them making Daikon V, uh, or uh, Daikon Four, Daikon yeah, Three, yeah, yeah. Daikon Four, yeah. It's it's a really interesting watch, uh, and it's not just about Gynax, but like a half of the show is about Gynax. It's really cool. Huh. But yeah, Gynax is sad. Uh, honestly, it I feel like the ultimate Gynax like thing you should watch if you want to know all you need to know about like the founding of Gynax is mm-hmm. Otaku no Video. Oh yeah, that's the one thing. Oh, that's the one like okay. Gynax thing that I haven't seen. It's uh, yeah, Otaku no. Oh, what like, you haven't seen Otaku no Video? No, I know. Oh, I my it's so uh, interesting because it's just so clearly a fictionalized uh, version of how uh, Gainax was created. Oh, yeah. Basically. Uh, and it's, like, all about, like, being an otaku in the late 80s, early 90s. That's all it is. That's kind of cute. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. And they have, like, these live-action segments where, like, they, uh, like, interview, like, actual otakus that are probably just Gainax employees acting. <laughs> That's cute. That's that's adorable. It's only two episodes too, so it's totally worth checking out. Huh. Uh, that's cool. Otaku no Video is a interesting piece. Uh, I I find a lot of enjoyment from it just because it's just a time capsule of like what Gainax was when it began, and now Gainax is kind of a shit show. <laughs> yeah, like, like, but we've known 
And, like, the weirdest like, thing about, like, you know, Gainax, like, aside from, like, we're going to make our sequel to Wings of Hornmus, which is never going to happen, uh, they also announced, like, last year as, like, so the, uh, the, one, of the, one of the sketchier things was the part of the story where uh, the Gainax started never returning Ano's calls, which is normally what you do when you're being hounded by someone who needs money from you. So they, like, just totally ghosted him. And then they, like, started setting up all these weird shell corporations, like... Gainax West and like Gainax Fukushima and like all these other all these other random Gainaxes started popping up all over the country and it's like it's... that's what I would do if I owed someone a bunch of money and then like so... I'd be like oh it's the other one no you need to contact that one yeah exactly like they're doing like they're doing that sort of run around and like remember when I said before where uh they sold Gunbuster to somebody I'm trying to figure this out because the Gainax Fukushima, which is now just known as Gaina, which is Gainax without the X, um, <laughs> they announced, like, earlier this year, they announced, uh, like, uh, Gunbuster 3, which is, like, so did Gainax... How are you going to do that if you don't own the rights? The, I was going to say, did, Gain did Gainax sell the rights to the themselves? Like, <laughs> yeah, did they, 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 they like say that? Like, Sorry, bro, we don't have the rights anymore. We gave it to our subsidiary. What? <laughs> also, what animators are you gonna pay to do Diebuster Three? I know exactly. Uh, right? Three. All the people who yeah. worked on your original Gunbuster and Diebuster hate you now. So what are you gonna do? This is why Fully Cooly sequels were so fucking terrible because like they could get exactly one person from the original to show up. If, like, if Anno got the rights to Fully Cooly, we would have had an amazing Fully Cooly sequel. Like, yeah, we yeah. wouldn't have gotten a Fully sequel, honestly, because basically the reason why Anno wanted to buy the rights for Fully Cooly, even though he didn't work on it, and even though he probably doesn't have any personal stake in it, is because his, uh, his, uh, God, what's the word? His protege is basically the creator of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel very mixed about the Fully Cooly sequels because I feel like I'm a lot warmer on them than most people, but I also admit that they have huge gaping flaws that, like, kind of... Like, really the, first, well, the first gaping flaws is that they exist, right? And it's like making a... <laughs> it's like making a sequel to, like, what's a... It's like, what, what making a sequel to, like, uh, Donnie Darko? Like, does anybody want Donnie Darko 2 and Darnia Darko 3? Uh... Such a weirdly apt, like, uh, apt, like, thing, because Donnie Darko and, like, Fully Cooly go, like, the same part of my brain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, like, weird art house thing that will never be recaptured. But, yeah, no, it's, like, because I don't know if you ever watched, uh, for a while there, Kara did this thing called Japan Animator Expo, where they got, like, yeah. every relevant animator in Japan to make these little, like, you know, five to ten minute shorts. And some of them are, like, incredible. Uh, and I would definitely recommend, like, just, like, going through them and watching them but just like knowing that Anno had yeah, all that's... these people had all these amazing animators at his disposal who apparently he could just ask to animate and they would do it <laughs> and it's like that we, we, we could have maybe actually gotten at least a fully coolly that was nice to look at it was like god fully coolly progressive looked like it was made in fucking ms paint most of the time and alternative yeah that's that's probably, like, the worst part of the show, because there are, like, good cuts of animation in that show, and some of the writing is actually not that bad, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, it was just, like, uh, so dodgy, and, like, has, it just, like, lacked everything. But, uh, 
I, I, at least, at least we got new pillows music. That's all I care about. And then like, oh, and then the last, my last part of, yeah, that's why I give them both two out of 10 because we got two new pillows tracks, one for each. <laughs> so the, uh, then the last thing is, uh, Gynax, like actual Gynax, Gynax, somehow was announced that I'm they have. I'm confused now. Like that, so the Gynax, Gynax, like LLC or whatever the hell, still mm -hmm. exists. And mm -hmm. this also this last year, they announced that they were making a trilogy of movies, and and like this is a, this is an announcement that like flew under the radar because the only reason, the only way I know that this is even a thing is because there's like a picture of their booth mm -hmm. at some dumbass convention like some sad uh. little some sad little booth where they have three standing vinyl banners like this is a booth that looks <laughs> this is a booth that looks like less professional than like an ages booth and so <laughs> like they're, they're so legendary, ouch self-burn so, so like, i like that <laughs> So like legendary legendary animation company Gynax has like a ten by ten at some animation <laughs> booth at some animation studio oh at some uh, at some convention and they just have three standing vinyl banners that advertise that they have this uh, new trilogy of movies coming out uh, called New Century or something and it's just a it's adap it's adaptations of like uh, not Space Battleship Yamato but like uh, Captain Harlock and like two other things related to Captain Harlock which are like you know famous old 1970s like leiji matsumoto like ips that lots of people in japan care about uh yeah i can't see how like you're ever gonna make anybody care about like anything Ganax is gonna do when like oh yeah no nowadays, no chance but i was like confused before then because like in what world does even before all this came out is like in what world does Gynax have the resources the people like, or the it's... money to make three movies and how it's did been they get seven them? years since Gynax or eight made, years made anything like anything. anything like you tell me you're gonna make three 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 theatrical movies based on japan's most beloved ips how did you get that license who did you swindle are you friends with <laughs> are you friends with senile old leiji matsumoto did you lie to him and be like yeah man we just made grand Lagan, like last week <laughs> we're, we're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make a we're gonna make a captain harlock movie and leiji matsumoto is like oh, okay <laughs> sounds great <laughs> like grandpa no yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fucking heartbreaking because gynex used to make such good shit and like now they're like just a name they're just like, like that's yeah, it completely operating on the fame of evangelion a show that they no longer have the rights to <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and that's like what else do they got? They have oh, the, I guess the the, the cream of the cream of uh, the the cream of all of this is that, uh, of course, as is what happens with a lot of situations like this, Ano never got any of his royalties for most of the stuff he worked on at Gainax that he was promised. Uh, so he got some of his royalties for Evangelion, I guess, according to the article that I read. But he never got any art. He never got any royalties for Gunbuster. He never got any mm. royalties for Nadia. And I don't. Th I think that goes along with a lot of people who worked on those too. They just never got. They never got any money from any of those. Um, so that's also why yeah. he wanted to buy the rights to some of those shows. He wanted to buy the rights to Gunbuster, so he you know. He would actually you know, be able to get money from the merch that they're still making <laughs> from it. <laughs> um, LOL, yeah, so that's the that's the sad end of Gynax. Yeah, Zero Century scheduled for 2020 to 2026. 
So here you heard it here first, folks. Hiroyuki Yamaga, CEO of Gainax, is going to be directing the first of the three-part zero-century saga to be released this year. Like, I would not be surprised if, like, Gainax is over in, like, a year. Like, I, that's... Be, I think I would be surprised if Gainax is over in, like, a week. Like, oh, yeah, this, totally. This article, this... This article just is going to destroy them. Oh, yeah, uh, totally. This is, like... Like, this whole thing is a tangled pile of spaghetti, but then when you go to untangle the pile of spaghetti to get your serving, there's no spaghetti. There is no spaghetti. It's it's there all a no hologram. Spaghetti. It's hologram spaghetti tangle. Like... Like, uh, like I'm just looking at, like, Gainax's re release list, and it's, like, Penny and Stocking in 2010, and then they released some dumb show called Dentalian, and then Madaka Box in 2011 and 2012... Which were no doubt already in production around the time Panty and Stocking was in production, so those don't count. Yeah, and so then, they haven't made anything in like eight years. They made a show called Magical Wars in 2014, which I've never heard of. Oh uh, yeah, I and like all oh, of their like. This was a tie-in to a mobile game, so someone, some mobile company, gave them some money to make this. I guess it's oh. so weird because like there's like a lot of shows before and after Panty and Stocking. I I feel like Panty and Stocking is like the last of like the Gainax style Gainax show. Yeah, well, like, because all the original yeah, creators I... left. And uh, yeah, I was actually looking at this yesterday. Uh, the director for all of their shows after Panty and Stocking is this guy named Shoji Seiki, which I've never heard of. But he's also it sounds like from from what I can extrapolate, he's just some guy who's been there for all eternity, and he was probably like the last guy standing in the room with the CEO. So he was just like directing. He directed the Subaru show and he directed Medaka Box. And he, that's, God, that's, that's so fascinating. And like the films they made, the last films they made were the Gurren Lagan films in 2008, 2009. And then now they're going to quote unquote make Zero Century in 2020. And then their last OVA was the Subaru show. So yeah, they actually haven't made a damn thing aside from whatever. Magical Wars is, and that was in 2014. Yeah, this is, like, weirdly depression. Like, I don't know, because I've known that Gainax has been, like, creatively dead for at least, like, four to five years, but, like, seeing, like, all the dirty laundry and seeing Otto just be like, I don't give a fuck about the place that I basically helped to create is, like, the most depressing experience in, like, my weeaboo life. It's, like, Pretty fucking sad. Yeah, what is this show? Yeah, your spaghetti's all gone, man. Yeah. Spaghetti's all gone. It's it was like... really good spaghetti too. <laughs> it had pork and veal and, and <laughs> it had every meat and even some of those really good fake meats. Like, look at this shit exactly. that these guys made. These guys made Evangelion. Uh, uh, they made. Wings of Hoenmies, Nadia the movie, Evangelion, End of Evangelion, something called Revival of Evangelion that I've never heard of. Uh, cutie, <laughs> they made a, they made a, they, they made a cutie honey movie. They made uh, Gunbuster and Diebuster. Uh, their cutie, their cutie honey remake was so good. Yeah, I know anyway. it was great. And then the, 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 all their OVAs, Gunbuster, Otaku no Video, Fully Cooly. They made Fully Cooly, man. They made Reach. They made Fully Cooly. They made, they made uh, Karekano. Uh, yeah, Karekano. They made Maho Romatic, which is a show that 
had a I hear a really It's really interesting that like I I feel like most of their shows like when I think of like Otto, I think of like production troubles, which is really <laughs> unfortunate. To think of like Kari Kano and uh, the issues that he had with that show, and I think of Evangelion and the issues that he had with that show, even though that's like only like uh I don't know, that's like half of TV shows he's actually produced and like the other everything else like has relatively gone fine, but you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, no, it's what a great run. <laughs> what imagine imagine pumping out hit after hit after hit and then evaporating into nothing. <laughs> That's depressing. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it's like they Yeah, it's sad, but oh well. Well for Such all intents and like... purposes, like for all intents and purposes, Gurren Logan was essentially like their swan song because Kenny Stocking was an anomaly in a lot of ways. Oh, did you know, I remember the the lore for Penny and Stocking? They came up with the concept while getting drunk on Gurren Lagan money. That was, uh, <laughs> that was like I think that's actually what they were doing. Uh, I don't know anything else about it though. I just know that uh, you know Maishi is friends with Sushio, and they probably just like threw together a show. I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that I think that Trigger might actually own the rights in some way to Gurren Lagan at this point because. Uh, two anime expos ago, they actually had uh, they bought the, they uh, they said at their panel that they bought the rights to have Gurren Lagann on a shirt. So, so I don't know what that. I think that may just be sub licensing like merchandising rights. But like a part of me is hopes that like oh man, what if like Trigger owns the rights and gets the money and can do whatever they want with Gurren Lagann. So this is all. The, this also yeah, that was also the big confusing thing too, right? Is because Amishi obviously wants to make Panty and Stocking season two. And yeah, all they stuff, even teased it. They yeah, said they were this, gonna call it Panty versus Docking. Yeah, and all this stuff that um, all this stuff about Gainak going under and screwing with the rights and selling materials and dodging phone calls, it makes me assume that Gainax is still desperately clinging to Gurren Lagan and Panty and Stocking. I don't think, I don't think Trigger would have had either of those, or else I think we really, really would have known by now. So maybe they were in the talks to get it and they fell through. Or like something like that, but like I uh, think they may have just like got like the rights to just make this one shirt, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, uh, they they might have yeah they might have gotten like they maybe they, maybe they asked Yamaga to for like yeah you give us the rights to make shirts and we'll give you twenty dollars so you don't kill yourself, and it's like. <laughs> Cause that's, Cause that's what it Jesus. really that's what it really felt like and like the reading that reading that part where he calls up fucking Anno in tears and he's like I need a million dollars or Gynax will go under <laughs> please friend <laughs> it's like yeah that's some shady shit um and like I'm just yeah, like now I'm just looking at like Kara and what they've done and they did Japan Animator Expo which I really wish they would do again then they've done like some animation for some video games uh, so like I don't even know what they're Colorado doing. City War. I really, I really worry that like all they're gonna do is Evangelion stuff. <laughs> from what from, from from what the lore dump said, it sounds like Ano only wanted to found Kara so he would have something to build his Evangelion sequels, but then he had to make them a real studio <laughs> because yeah, it because seems the like uh, sucks it, so bad. Yeah, uh, Ano even said he's like, man, I was thinking about doing something original, but like everything I I thought I like conceptualized seemed like uh seemed like uh pretty hollow like Evangelion like. So I think I eventually I was like, you know, I should just make more Evangelion. 
Like, they made, uh, they pumped out the Dragon Dentist, which I assume was by accident. Uh, that's the only other show besides Cave and Galleon that they've really made. And then, yeah. I haven't seen Dragon Dentist. Is it good? The, I think the show, I, so I watched, the, it's only two episodes. I watched the first episode. And it was also, the, the Dragon Dentist was the first short that they made for Japan Animator Expo. And yeah. that little nine, that little like eight or nine minute short was really cool. And then they like made it into a whole two episode thing. And, uh, no, it wasn't really good. It felt like it, it felt like the short was better. Though I haven't seen the second episode. Like, it, uh, it, it kind of like rebuild of Avon Galleons the hell out. And all of a sudden, like halfway through the first episode, they're fighting like the CGI monster that looks like an angel from Ava. And you can just, <laughs> you kind of see that like, like the the animators apparently made this show while they were like bored or like while Anno was on hiatus or something and out of the office, because that was really good to do. That was really good to read too, where there was a point where Anno just didn't come to the office for a year, and left everyone high and dry because he was depressed and he went to go direct Godzilla for some reason, uh, and uh, so I'm assuming that they made Dragon Dentist because they had nothing better to do. But uh, it's still pretty. It's still cool. Uh, yeah, it is. I think that. Anyway, I think that. Yeah. I think that's the end for Gen X. Uh, yeah. Well, I was talking about them, but also probably the end for Gen X. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So that's a, so that's the. That's the that's the big animator. That's the big anime drama that just dropped like three days ago or whatever. Um, hey, so if you're gonna recommend like two or three Gen X anime to somebody like uh, Diana. Who probably hasn't mm-hmm. seen? Have you seen any Gainax anime? Uh, Garen Logan. Okay, so if you're gonna recommend uh Gainax anime to somebody like Diana, who, what would you choose? I would honestly, I'm pretty sure you can find Gunbuster in HD on YouTube. It's only six episodes long. Uh, huh. That one's uh, a, I Gunbuster. Uh, the gun I Gunbuster is really good. Uh, it's about time dilation. <laughs> it's like uh. It's like that theory where if you go real, real fast in space, uh, time slows down. So, like, if you left Earth, theoretically, and went on the speed of light for, like, a year or whatever, like, 10,000 years would have passed on Earth. Uh, this is, like, a real scientific theory. But it's, like, a show about that. It's really, it's really, really neat. Um, mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, like I said, it's only six episodes long. It's Anno's first really big thing that he made. Animation's still beautiful. Uh, and then you get to watch Die Buster afterwards as a reward, <laughs> which was a sequel that was made 20 years afterwards with a completely different art style and team of people, but it's also a really good show. Um, and it also ties right into Gunbuster and like one of the best like twisty twists ever. But, uh, yeah, like I would definitely, I would, I would recommend Gunbuster and Die Buster. I think they're the most unsung like Gynax shows. Also, I'd probably recommend, uh, you should definitely watch Evangelion. What? <laughs> but yeah, Gunbuster is also great. I'd also recommend Karikano, because, I don't know, some people sleep on that. It's probably, like, it's not very Trigger, but it, uh, not very, it's not very Gainax, but it's also pretty Gainax in some ways. I don't know, it's, it's a distinct kind of weird part of their catalog. Not a lot of people talk about that everyone should watch. Which one? Hmm. Uh, Karikano. Oh, Karikano. Yeah, so yeah, that that, that falls. Gynax shows fall into two buckets, right? There's the originals, like you know your Gurren Lagans and your Avas, and then there's the ad, then there's the adaptations. I remember there's like all there's like all sorts of production lore behind Kare Kano that I heard from my friend one time. 
you know, like they were fighting with the author or whatever. But yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it, but it was uh that was I hear it's pretty I hear it's pretty good. It's pretty great, but if you want a more Gainaxi show, I definitely check out uh I would probably check out Fully Cooley or Gellin or uh Garlagan. Uh, those are the three. Like those are like the perfect three, I guess, for me. And then the last Gainax show that literally nobody talks about ever is Magical Shopping Arcade of Benobashi. Which is Oh Benobashi it sounds I, like I a like... fun show. A, a magical shopping arcade of Benobashi is a very fun show. Every episode is a parody of something. And it's about these kids who are trying to escape reality because, like, one of them's moving and, like, one of their one of the other one's grandfather died. So they start, like, reality hopping, like Sliders or, like, Doctor Who or something. Uh, and everything, they, they, they keep jumping from reality to reality as, as, as a literal form of escapism. And, like, the show has, like, the, the show's really funny. The dub is really, really funny, and um... yeah, uh, the secret part about me is that I actually really wanted a fully cool sequel years ago, right? And a Benabashi, uh, and then I found sequel. a Benabashi, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. If you, for whatever reason, out there, viewers, listeners, all three of you, uh, if you, uh, if you end up really liking fully Cooley and you want to watch something else, the order is fully Cooley, then uh then a benobashi and then, then you're Kano, <laughs> and then you're done yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's like uh yeah benobashi is super fun it's it's very comedic but at the same time it has a lot of like heavy hitting hard driving themes about like nostalgia and escapism and growing up it's like one of gainax's many coming of age stories uh fun ass show it's, good show uh it's a great it's a great one. No one, no, the uh, no one, no one talks about it. It was definitely one of those shows that kind of like fell through the cracks. But also, I think like the only show that was actually directed by Hiroyuki Yamaga, like the guy who is the current last remaining member of Gainax, like he was. Yeah, on the list of all the Gainax stuff, it's the only one that was actually directed by him. It's also super weird because, like, uh, Edobashi also has Gurren Lagann appear in it, like, oh, yeah. five years oh, before yeah, the, the, the show came yeah, out. The, the second episode, or the third episode, uh, where is it? Hookup. Oh, yeah. The third episode is a giant mecha parody, and it was basically the pilot episode for Gurren Lagann. It's uh, directed by the guy who did Gurren Lagann, and it has, like, a lot of the same kind of humor, and, the, like, the robot inside of robot bullshit. Uh so that was like, if you want to see like the the very first makings of Gurren Lagann, yeah, the, the Benobashi has an episode for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benobashi is great. Uh, everybody should watch a lot of old Gainax shows because who knows where those rights are gonna go? Like from now on, I know that there's some shows right now where like you people can't get the rights to them or the rights are weird. Uh, Gunbuster is actually one of those shows. Uh, people have been trying to release it on Blu-ray or DVD, but apparently it's hard to do so. Yeah, yeah. The Die Buster keeps getting released, which is actually, I, I kind of hate it because it just makes me think that a bunch of people are watching Die Buster without seeing Gunbuster, which completely ruins both of them. And it's like, <laughs> it's like, I, that's the first, that's how I, that's how I watched it the first time. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's depressing. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah, no, I would, I would kill for a Gunbuster Blu ray. I don't know who the hell owns those rights, but it's, it's not happening but even though even die buster got a new release like within the last couple of years from like disco tech or something but anyway yeah. so yeah that's 
that's Gunbuster. Uh, that's that's Gynax. It's all over. It's Gynax. Can... It's all over. It's all over your face. It's all over your butt. You, you gotta wipe <laughs> it. Uh, so, uh, if, if you'd like uh, for our listeners to find your work, where 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 can they find you at? Who me? People cannot find me anywhere. I don't exist. <laughs> Especially right. if I owe them money. <laughs> All right. Set up How about Di- you, please? Diana? Diana West. Diana Fukushima. Diana. <laughs> <laughs> look! Um, look! They're perfectly legal corporations. Absolutely. I'm uh, doing everything above board. Not just empty offices. I'm doing. Just, uh, you can all y'all y'all can find my stuff at zephyrworkshop.com or or any or a robot strategy game.com. I'm doing another Kickstarter this year because I hate myself and I have no real job. But uh, that's t- the spirit. Yeah, to tune in and tune into that. Give me all of your money so I can live and give you more board games. Um. You'll be getting a check from one of my organizations, please. Yeah. Oh, for, for no more than thirty cents, but oh, the it la- will be a real check. The, la- the last, the last plug that I want to make is that this is the most important thing to ever happen to anime, and that Crunchyroll has started putting up uh, all of Simpho Gear on YouTube for free. <laughs> it is the greatest show of all time. It's the dumbest shit. It's like the Fast and Furious of anime franchises. I love it so much. And now, years like right after it ended, it's finally getting popular in like the Western sphere. And so Crunchyroll is just literally just throwing it all up there on YouTube, one episode per day. <laughs> and uh, everyone should watch Symphogear. Um it's about singing ladies who sing to get superpowers and kind of some of the best action animation this last decade. <laughs> now, Simpho Gear, that was, a, that was a show of the decade. That started at the start of the decade and went on to have five whole seasons and ended at the end of the decade. That was, that was, that was, anime, of the, that was anime of the teens. Yes, anime is good. Anime is great. I, I also like on the note of Gynax West. I just like there's like a empty office with like Gynax's name on it somewhere in California. <laughs> <laughs> just like someday I'm gonna find it and it's just gonna be an office. Anyway, uh, yeah, my name is Caleb. Uh, you should definitely check out my blog at otakudna.com. I may or may not have posts coming up in the new year. I probably won't because I'm a fucking lazy shit writer. Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe not shit, but definitely lazy. Anyway. Uh, that's the spirit. That's the spirit. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, uh, check out my blog at otakudna.com with a dash between the otaku DNA, so otaku-dna.com. Uh, and I'll catch you on it, guys, on the flippity flip. Flip flop out. Later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you think stop? Kimmy won't suck us there. Kimmy won't